Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Ebenistas podcast. This is Doreen and I should call you Miss Jabby, right? Just to keep it <laughs> how you normally do it. <laughs> um, so today we are going to be talking about the Black is King documentary by Beyonce. It is a, I don't know, like it's definitely a piece of art. Yeah. Um, we're going to kind of go through our, like what we think about it, what moved us the most, just all of our thoughts on it. But this is going to be one of the um, newest episodes in our short series. So it's going to be a little mini version for everybody out there, you know, it's a little, um, ba- it's a little baby, it's a little baby, a baby episode. <laughs> so we both watched this. What was it? I can't remember if it was this past week, Tuesday yeah. or Monday. Neither Saturday. Really? Yeah, wow. I was like, oh, no, that was the weekend. I am time traveling, girl, <laughs> like completely. I don't even Yeah, know. we did the live tweet Saturday night. Wow, I am so off. That's right, because we got, I had dinner on deck and all that stuff. We made sure that we had it all set. I did the cocktail. We both did Beyonce-inspired cocktails. It's called I, Beehive, Beehive. Bay, be, Beehive, Bay, Bay, Bay. Bay. Yeah. Home, Bay, Bay. <laughs> we went two different places with that. That was interesting. I was going Maya Rudolph when she plays Beyonce on SNL. <laughs> and I took it back to the trap with Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both walked away feeling pretty inspired. And I think, to be clear, neither of us are really like necessarily huge fans of Beyonce. Very um, true. We are I mean, fans. We, yeah. We like what she does, but I don't see myself paying money to like go see her concerts or anything like that. Um, well I definitely wouldn't say I'm part of the beehive like there are some people like oh my god Beyonce dropped something it's like God dropped something from the sky yeah I don't feel I think she's very talented she's very beautiful I'd like I'd love to see her growth and all that like in her career and all that but I'm not like oh my god Bay. no but I do like her I like most of her songs like everybody right yeah I think so and I think what's interesting about this in particular so if you've seen it you obviously know that this is actually the visual of the album that came out um last year which was the lion king the gift and it's supposed to be her version of the lion king she did the voice for the live action version um wait let me interrupt you right there and say this i had no clue when i first started watching it i was like why is this on Disney and not Tidal? Like, what is going on? And then I had no idea what it was about because I just didn't do any research. Yeah. Um, I was just like, okay, I'll watch it. And so when I started watching it, and then I was like, Mufasa, oh, that's so cool that he's doing the voiceover for her. Like, they must have really gotten along well during The Lion King. And then after a couple minutes, I was like, Simba? Oh, this is, oh. And so I was a slow person who did not realize what this was. (laughs) I knew like right when it first started and they, they did the dialogue. Um, my husband didn't figure it out until maybe like 20, 30 minutes in, which is quite some time. And he was like, oh, he's like, isn't this in Lion King? And I'm like, yeah, you didn't catch it at the beginning when the whole dialogue with uh, Mufasa and, you know, the, looking at the stars and your ancestors. He's like, nope, missed it. But I felt pretty inspired. I was really happy with it. I've seen some, a lot of back and forth, a lot of people, for the most part, I mean, it's gotten a lot of praise, like her other videos, her movie videos. From right now, I believe it holds 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, along with, what's the one that she did with Coachella one. (laughs) 
Oh, um, Homecoming. Homecoming, I think same thing. And then there's another one, Oh, Lemonade. They all hold, if not 100%, one of them is like 90-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't seen um, Lemonade yet. Really? I seen it. Yeah, I did watch Homecoming and really enjoyed that one. I've actually watched that maybe like twice, mm-hmm. which is saying a lot for me who has a very short attention span. And I normally don't return back to things, but it was good. It was a lot of the same old songs that she performed, but I think the Black is King was a lot different from that. Mm-hmm. I was maybe expecting something close to that. I was very surprised. Yeah. But yeah. And I think that's true. I feel like you had Lemonade and then... She came out with this and I saw so much more growth in this. And, you know, Lemonade was her own personal album, whatever. This is supposed to be more, you know, Disney friendly, what have you. But at the same time, she still just put out this great dialogue about, you know, where Black culture comes from and, you know, who we are as people. But she specifically said that something like, you know, it's supposed to be about everyone you know, not just Black culture, but she showed it through the eyes of Black culture. I was kind of annoyed because I saw some comments and people were like, well, if it's supposed to be about everyone, why why isn't everyone in this? You know, why aren't there other people in this? And it's just like, do we have to have this conversation again about representation in entertainment for those who are not white? You get every, pretty much everything else is catered to you. We're just showing it in our way and that's it. I don't see a problem with it. Mentioned something that I thought was interesting when we were talking about it last week, but it was specifically about homecoming. You said something like, "Yeah, I've been to a you know a historically so black college." It felt a little odd to me watching it, just because in homecoming she was like it was like this great love affairs for like HBCUs and the band and all of that. And I, again, I haven't been to an HBCU, but I did go to a school in Tallahassee where FAMU is and I remember being like oh we're gonna go to the football game my friend's like no 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 one goes to watch football we just go for the halftime performances <laughs> and that was it and that was when I was introduced and I was like wow you know yeah. but for me I'm like the fact that she did this whole thing about an experience that she's never actually gone through herself I mean is it her fault that she didn't get to go to an HBCU because she was pursuing her career I don't know mm-hmm. it just felt odd to me that this is what she chose to cover having not experienced a full HBCU experience, you know, like I, that would be like me deciding to like, I'm going to do a whole band performance, even though I've never been in band. I've never tried out, never, you know, so it was just kind of odd, but I loved watching it come together on screen. And you brought up a good point. Like she brought it to everybody, what the, what she wished she could have experienced. And she does, she does say that in the documentary that, you know, I wish I could have done this. I grew up wanting to do this. Yeah. So I think she did bring it to a larger audience, but I hate, the fact that it became sort of like commercial and it was like that was like the black people's secret you know like that homecoming yeah. stuff was and so I, I I don't like that it was it was commercialized but why not share that culture with the world everybody needs to see that like we're more than just you know what you see on tv yeah so yeah. I mean it's that that's where I was at I was just like for entertainment especially people you have people that do all kinds of things to entertain others you know um you've got people dressing up as aliens and you know there's cotton candy in the background as the stage and you know dressing up as furries you know exactly (laughs) so like you know to entertain individuals I mean I think you can go beyond whatever it is that you want to and show your art however you'd like but the fact that she brought such a huge part of black culture to she could have just done a regular ass concert you know, for this, for Lion King, she could have just redid Lion King, you know, but she didn't have to go the extra mile and go into these villages and like, you know, have this video shot 
you know, in Africa, in these countries, and, and introduced to us African artists as well. She could have just did a regular old. So overall, I think I enjoyed the whole, um, the whole Black is King documentary. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. Um, video, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was long, but it was so different. All the different songs, all the different scenes. Visually, I thought it was really beautiful. I think what really got to me was at the beginning of it she's standing like on a beach Mm -hmm. and she has this beautiful white dress on and she's just cradling her child in her arms and she just looks like I mean gosh she just it kind of took my breath away you know and then she starts talking about like you know we're part of something way bigger and she starts singing about that and I'm like I was touched in that moment to watch her kind of transcend from in my personal opinion from just being like this beautiful talented artist to like being like a fierce mother who's trying to create or show her children that there is a world for them, yeah. you know, in their future and not just a one day, but she's trying to create it now. Yeah. That was kind of what I got from that. And it was, you know, her, her outfits in this whole thing was freaking amazing. Oh like God. she killed it, her hairstyles, everybody else, the dance moves, you know, the family members watching blue, like kind of come to life. It was just really, it was really touching. It was really good to see. What did you think? No, I loved it. Visually, I thought it said a lot. I think like you, I mean, I was in awe of like just the visual representation of what she was trying to say. You know, the beginning when she's putting the, the paint on Simba's face you know, sending them out kind of into the world kind of thing and the mothers being on the beach. And then it took on another meaning for me because I'm like sitting there watching and we don't, again, I made a post about this, but we don't let Xavier watch TV. And so, but we did let him watch this. And the um, first song, you know, of course got to me at the end. One of the things she says, um, you, I'll be the roots, you'll be the tree, pass on the fruit that was given to me. Legacy, we're part of something way bigger. And it just made me view what it is I'm doing currently as an adult for myself and for my family a little bit differently. And I always think about that in that kind of way. Like, okay, I need to set myself up for my family for the future one day. I want to make good choices, things like that. But it is kind of a legacy, no matter, even though I may not be Beyonce, but at the end of the day, I'm setting a path for my child so that they can have a better future. So I also thought it was also great that she said that because for her being in her position of power, for her to let her kids know, like, yes, Blue Ivy is Blue Ivy because, you know, she's Beyonce and Jay-Z's kid, but there's something bigger than that, you know, for her. She's not just this rich kid that just happened to be a part of this family. There's more to her legacy than just being that, you know, she's a human being and, you know, she'll be a mother one day, maybe, if she chooses. Um, well, to that point, I like the fact that it's like, for me, who doesn't have kids, it made me kind of just realize that no matter how light I am or how dark I am or how tall I am or where I grew up or what, what I talk like, that we're part of something way bigger. You know, like we are all interconnected, whether you choose to acknowledge that or not, you know, like we are all in this together and we have to remember that you're not alone in this world. You know, like I like that. I like the song a lot. I had a couple favorite songs throughout the whole thing, but I'll let you finish what you were saying. I also think on top of that, I always read the comment sections on articles and things like that. And I was reading the one on BuzzFeed and people like are so quick to just trash her just because of who she is. Uh, They may not like her music, you know, maybe it's not their style, which is fine, but they go out of their way to like really trash her because she's a popular artist. And I don't really think that's fair. I mean, I think you should take it for what it is. At the end of the day, she made something absolutely beautiful 
and she was putting out a message. You know, I don't know people, of course, at the end of the day, sometimes they call something trash, but really what they're saying is I'm uncomfortable with all this blackness. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it sometimes. Like, now I'm not saying that's for everyone, but I think a lot of people do that. You know, they're just like, oh, well, what is this? Why does it have to be all black? Because I saw several people ask those questions and I was just like, what does that have to do with the message that she was putting out there? You know, the fact that she was saying that we're all in this together, you know, you can be proud of yourself. You know, I can see like she has the one song that was in there, Brown Skin Girl. I told you I was. Yeah, that one got you. And I was like in tears because not only obviously because being a black woman, but just being in my personal state of where I am and how I feel about myself. It was like, I really needed to hear that and just be reminded of it. So that song um, and the I think what touched me a lot in that song was how her and Kelly Rowland looked at each other. And if there was an article or like an interview that Kelly Rowland did like way, way, way back in the day. And she talks about her struggles with being uncomfortable with her skin color and wishing she was, you know, lighter or whatever. And she said she credits Tina Lawson for always being like, girl, like you don't see like you're beautiful. Your skin shines. You know, it's this, it's that. And, and you know how she grew to embrace it, but she actually used the phrase brown skin girl. Like, you know, not that she owns it, but she used that phrase in that interview and and the way that her and like Beyonce when they look at each other like with that best friend like love like we grew up together we know each other like she you could tell that she was speaking from like her heart to her best friend like brown skin girl you know what I'm saying like your skin just looks just like pearls like she was trying to write her a love story like you have no idea how beautiful you are to me yeah. and you know it was a touching moment it really was I think so too um like I said, it also makes me remember too, because there's this whole, like it brings me back to the whole colorism thing within the black community as well. And we still do deal with that very much so, but it makes me think about like, that you'll see sometimes like the shirts or the memes that are just like dark black girls matter, you know, light skin black girls matter, you know, hood black girls matter. And like just all these different types of things. And you're just like, yeah, they do. Like even those girls that you see that, you know, are not the, I guess the friendly to white people. <laughs> black girls that you people stereotypically put out on on women and the black culture those girls are beautiful too you know like we're all in it together so i think that it's it's a song that i think every black woman could definitely take and gain something from what's another one of your favorites so my top favorite after that first one was don't jealous me that (laughs) song was a banger like i was like yes she don't run with lion yes they don't swing with monkey i was like yes that's it I liked it. I'm definitely <laughs> it was, with you on that one. It had me like jamming. I was like, as soon as I heard, I was like, oh man, don't you jealous me. I was like, yes, yes. I was feeling it. <laughs> I was also into, of course, well, the other one, more lyrics more than anything was Keys to the Kingdom. I really liked that one. The artists that were on it, I think they did like an amazing job. But, you know, I was reading, going through and reading the lyrics. I was just like, damn. This is some strong stuff right here. One thing that they say, say, see how the sun and the moon bow for you. I'm like, damn, the world for you? For me? Is it me? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So I think those were probably my two favorite songs, the two songs that I liked the most. Mm -hmm. Most of the songs that I did, I like Childhood, the one she had with Childish Gambino. I don't remember the name of that one, but it was good. I I like most of what he does, but I felt like the songs that she did with the other artists Mm-hmm. were better than her songs by herself yep yeah i personally and i told you that while we were watching it i said i'm enjoying the other artists way more than i'm enjoying her i think that they really showed up and like really just 
put themselves out and like did what they did. They do, you know, I don't know these artists, but damn sure I'm about to go find out. I'm about to look up every single one of them because they were all fire. Like I'm into it. The other one was my power. I loved it. <laughs> You're like, uh, maybe. I said what I said. Those were my two songs. The end. Okay. So I'll add Brown Skin Girl there. I did like that one. So there's three and that's okay. it. The end. I didn't really, you didn't know the others me. even like, they didn't even stick in my head long enough for me to like remember or talk about them now. I also think it's the visuals that go with it too. That's why. Because the visual for my power was just, you know, it's just a lot of strong women. But the visuals overall, I mean, like you said, I mean, from the white dress that she had at the beginning. My favorite was the red dress when the women are dancing in the water. Oh, yeah. That was really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that was really gorgeous. That's where I'm at with it. I'm definitely, well, just like you do with Homecoming, I rewatch it. You know, sometimes I just need some background music, but I think she did her thing. I think it's one of my more favorite albums that she's done because she doesn't have a lot of albums that like overall, I'm like, man, like I can listen to that album over and over. She doesn't have that for me. Um, <laughs> I can listen to certain songs, but not a whole album over and over and over again. But that's where I am. So I liked it. It was cute. It um, had some great messages in there. And I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, I'm, I'm blackity, blackity, black. So I want to disagree with that whole she doesn't have albums. Like, I think that, um, mm -hmm. what's the album's name? B-Day. I mm -hmm. listened to that album, me and my friends. That was like the only CD, to tell you how old I am, that was in my <laughs> in the radio for like months. I love that album and we'll still listen to it from start to finish. Okay. Like, still. And like most of the Destiny's Child one, like I'm still a huge fan but I think that kind of speaks to just my age. They were like, those were the, oh my the albums when I was at that age, you know? But yes. I don't have any albums like that now other than Childish Gambino that I really will listen to like start to finish anymore. You know what? Actually, maybe I have to go back because there was an album that she came out with that I actually was really into. It's the one that had, oh no, I think I have to like find it for you. Hold please. Okay. So Maybe. here, okay, let me read you what's on Beyonce B-Day's album. Okay. Deja Vu featuring Jay-Z, Get Me Bodied, Sugar Mama, Upgrade You featuring Jay-Z, Ring the Alarm, Kitty Cat, Freakum Dress, Green Light, Irreplaceable, Resentment, Check On It. Come on, all of that? Nothing? They're great songs, but I'm not going to listen to it over and over. I forgot. It's, an, it's a shorter album that she came out with, and I can't remember what it's called. It's not Dangerously in Love. Oh, gosh. My favorite song she for her, though is um beyonce I like love. she had an album called beyonce i think it's this one um i am sasha fierce i really like that one because oh, okay. i love radio and diva video phone sweet dreams ego the other songs are meh but again see here i go i'm like i'm naming it thinking that that's the one but again i don't really like all the other songs so i think i'm a bigger beyonce fan than i give myself credit for <laughs> when i look at her i'm like oh my god yes oh my god yes like as soon as we get off the phone i'm probably gonna like do a whole beyonce playlist of just like all of my favorite so bill's in trouble um, after this i'm gonna be playing it <laughs> <laughs> but overall i think it was beautiful but i love what it did for the culture you know i think right now is a perfect time for it my one and only criticism Oh, wait, I guess two, my second criticism for it would be, one, I didn't really like I told you some of the songs that she did by herself, but two, I had a really hard time following the storyline. Like, Really? Was, yeah, it was visually very pretty, but I was so distracted by all of that that I was like, wait, when did the dad die? Did I, did I miss that? I think yeah, I missed that. Like, I followed it perfectly. 
that I had a hard time keeping track of what was actually happening in like the Lion King world versus the other stuff. So that part I was, I had a hard time with. I would definitely once, I think when you rewatch it, I think you'll catch it. Cause Bill even like, sometimes I I was like stopping. I was like, so I was like, did you see that? And he was like, what? And I was like, this is the part where Mufasa dies. And he was like, oh, okay. And he's like, I I wouldn't have guessed that. And I'm like, well, but, (laughs) but it's, it's like, she doesn't do everything exactly. Obviously the way that it's done in in the movie, but. Yeah. um, I was waiting for him to fall off a cliff. I was like, wait, that didn't happen. happen." They show it in a way that like, you see him like something comes towards him or somebody and he like kind of like blocks his face and he's like, oh and then yeah it just goes to another song i think mm. um i'm gonna have to watch it again but yeah and i i got the timon and pumbaa section too i got that part i loved it I loved that was cute yeah and then they showed him going from like a child to like you know an adult kind of thing and i was like ah this is awesome so i like how she did that so it'll take on that but anyways so i think that's our take you know we just yeah do a quick little review on that because it's um, hot off the press. And we do like Beyonce. Again, she's not someone that we're like, I'm not paying money to go see her. You know why? Because those tickets are too damn expensive. I mean, if somebody would like to pay for me, sure, I'll go. I've seen her before, though. I've seen her live. I saw her with Destiny's Child for like some MTV concert down in Miami. But that bitch can blow. Like, live? She is a great singer, yeah. She's amazing. So, And that's the other thing. People were like saying that she can't sing. I was like, what world like people i'm like now you know you like people are just really straight up hating on on her like, no she's well her her musical sound has definitely taken a turn in the past couple of years she doesn't like blow as hard as she used to when she did like the other songs like halo and oh, yeah you know like she definitely has stopped that kind of singing but she she said she's changing her whole her whole thing her whole look her whole sound she wants to be different she's trying to make sure that she stays fresh because if of she course. did that forever people would complain about that you know yeah so yeah that's part of being an entertainer and she's i think she's humanizing herself too people felt like beyonce wasn't really like a person Mm -hmm. and i think that she's really showing herself as like hey like in lemonade i've had my heart broken too and then with what was the other one homecoming unfulfilled dreams that she's had you know that she wishes she would have been a part of like she still has things that she couldn't accomplish even beyonce you know yeah and um and then now this one was just sort of like connecting all that to this like bigger universe for like the afro afrofuturistic vision yeah. of lion king yes afrofuturism we gotta dive deeper into that maybe one day we did yeah. quite a bit on it on the last the other episode but maybe we'll go even deeper Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway, I think guys. that's deep enough for now. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for joining us for another mini session with us. I think we'll have a name for this by the time it comes out. Yeah. We're close. <laughs> we that don't is. like to put the label on anything unless we love it. That's how we roll. So I'm fine with going with there's not a name for this yet until for now. It may be called Untitled. Mind your business. Not, mind your <laughs> business. Just listen. Just listen. Yeah. Don't worry about the title. <laughs> but anyways, we will be back next week with a full episode. We just took some time to step back a little bit, figure out some other things with the podcast. But um, we have some exciting things going on. So we will catch you guys later. Thanks again. And love ya. Bye. Oh. I like a lot of you guys. I'm not going to say love, but bye. (laughs) Damn. Bye, guys. I mean, bye. (laughs) Oh, f***.
Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.